Coming up, why do millennials get such a bad rap? I mean, seriously? Welcome, everyone, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week, my guest is Rabbi David Orlovsky, an internationally renowned speaker whose lectures have inspired thousands of people for over 30 years. And this week, we are speaking about young adults and the reputation many millennials have for being a bit reluctant to grow up up. And by the way, you can visit the website rabbiorlovsky.com, which features Rabbi Orlovsky's great original weekly podcast, as well as articles and ebooks, audio and video classes, and details of his upcoming speaking engagements. And for more information and to contact Rabbi Orlovsky about speaking in your community, visit rabbiorlovsky.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-O-R-L-O-F-S-K-Y.com. Welcome back to At Home in Jerusalem, Rabbi David Orlovsky. Pleasure to be here. I think several of your own children are card-carrying millennials. Is this true? God help me. <laughs> <laughs> you also meet hundreds of people all over the world uh, doing the work that you do, and so you've met your share of millennials yep. and young adults also. So, okay, according to a Time magazine cover story, millennials are, quote, lazy, entitled narcissists who still live with their parents, end quote. And the magazine, by the way, also calls them the me, me, me generation. So, to be fair, other than, quote, still living with their parents, that whole bit, isn't it how every generation of young adults has been described going back hundreds of years? You know what? It's all relative. And that's Mm -hmm. why I I would say Time Magazine's uh, description is a little churlish Mm -hmm. uh, because I grew up in, you know, the 60s into the 70s. The Mm -hmm. 70s was called the me generation. So now we're the millennials of the me generation. I I, I will tell you, in my opinion, and I will, um, I'm I'm almost at 60 in a couple of weeks. And... uh, uh, the last generation was my parents' generation. Mm-hmm. They were adults. Mm-hmm. You know, my father once wanted to tell me what a wild and crazy guy my grandfather was. He says, one time he borrowed a kid's bicycle and rode down the street. <laughs> I said, so what? I see businessmen going to work on bicycles. Mm-hmm. He says, you don't understand. No adult did that. You went to work with a hat and a jacket mm-hmm. and usually a tie. If you had other clothing, you switched into them when you got to work. But you walked down the street like an adult. I remember growing up, um, I never called one of my parents' friends by their first name. Mm-hmm. It was unheard of. You know, it was Mr. This or Mrs. That or Dr. This or Miss This. Yeah. You spoke to an adult with respect. Yes. You didn't. You weren't on a first name basis. And, uh, and, and there was a certain attitude of what an adult is and there was a sense of respect. My generation, we did away with that. Right, you know, right. we we never grew up because our parents grew up during the Depression and you know, during the war, and they wanted to give their children everything. Right. And we were happy to take it. You know, Dave Barry, who's a humorist out of the Miami Herald, he wrote a book called Dave Barry Turns 40. came out a long time ago. And, uh, and in it, he makes the following line, which I'll have to explain. Mm-hmm. 
now that I'm 40, you have to begin to realize that you have more in common with Ward and June than you do the Beaver. <laughs> now, so you appreciate that. In the early 1960s, there was a TV show called Leave It to Beaver about an eight-year-old boy. And what he's saying is now that I'm 40, I have more in common with his parents than the child. But till I'm 40, it was obvious that I was an eight-year-old boy, you know? And so there's this sense of never growing up, of never becoming an adult. Hmm. When I, my parents were adults. We were trained not to be adults. We were kids. We were on the receiving end and we taught that to our children. So our children never learned how to become adults. And we have a whole generation of, of unable to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. So when Ronald Reagan was president, he was an adult. Yeah. And there was a bombing in Lebanon. He got on television and said, this is my fault because I am the commander in chief and I'm responsible. When Bill Clinton, who was a baby boomer, yeah. lied under oath, he said, it's not my fault. They shouldn't have asked me the question. So <laughs> if they didn't ask me the question, I wouldn't have lied. Mm -hmm. So taking responsibility and being an adult is unfortunately a lost art. Mm -hmm. uh, then tell me what you think about this statistic. More people ages 18 to 29 live with their parents than with a spouse. This is according to a Clark University poll of emerging adults. And this kind of statistic, and there's many more like it, lead experts to conclude that today's generation of young adults is, quote, growth is stunted. That's not fair. I'll tell you why. It's not fair on two reasons. One mm -hmm. is we as a society has destroyed the institution of marriage. Mm -hmm. Marriage was something that was uh, sacred in American society, and it's not anymore. And once you break down marriage, you can't blame people for not getting married and, and living a, a married life because we as a society destroyed marriage. And that's for a whole other discussion how that happened, but that's true. Okay. That's number one. Number two is the price of housing is outrageous. Mm -hmm. I see it myself. Yes. I see it with my own children, mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, there are so many people today who would not be able to afford a house. When you're talking about, you know, such large sums of money for houses and for rents, etc., you know, and the um, the salaries haven't been commensurate with mm -hmm. it, and gentrification destroys many low-income neighborhoods. Let's be practical. To be able to go out and rent your own place is not easy. Mm -hmm. So, um, to be fair, after World War II, when there were many returning veterans, there was also a shortage of housing. And a lot of people doubled up and moved in with their parents and moved in with friends because there was no apartment. There were no apartments or they were priced outside of people's ranges. So you got to be fair to people too. Right, right. And also there are so many millennials who are accomplishing great things. My own nephew who lives in uh, one of the big cities in the Midwest, college degree, great job, and uh, and living the dream in, in his way also. I'm asking about is whether the stereotype of laziness or lack of ambition, is that something that you've noticed uh, that's more prevalent in today's young adults than in the past? Um, like I say, when you go back to my generation, we were we had expectations. We were expected to to go to school, to get a job, to, to go on to do things. We did not raise our children with that same sense. We raised them with a sense of entitlement. And, um, you know, the biggest problem is that people today don't have dreams. That's we don't raise kids that I'm going to build something in this world. That was mm -hmm. one of the great things about getting married. I want to get married. I want to build a home. I mm -hmm. want to have children. I want to build something in this world. Mm -hmm. Today, people don't have that dream. If you don't have a dream that I want to build, so then what's life all about? Just so, make money and spend it on myself. Okay. Well, and you mentioned entitlement, and I'm wondering if you know where that comes from. And yeah, it comes I, from us. 
comes from our generation. Right. So there's a, a take that Bill Maher, the comedian, has on it that it began like 30 years ago when in summer camp and school, every child got a prize, even for, for showing up. Right. That uh, children seemed to have been in the past 30 years a bit more coddled and a bit more babied or whatever it is uh, that somehow a sense of entitlement well, seems to have when been. I went to school, and you have to remember this was this is a long time ago, you know, they had not discovered the DNA molecule. They did not have an answering machine or a remote control on your television. They also hadn't discovered self-esteem. So if you were acting like an idiot, the adults told you stop acting like an idiot, and you did. Now you're not allowed to say that. And I saw a brilliant article by a psychologist who says this kid was in Little League. He struck out and he threw the bat. He was so angry, and his parents ran over to make him feel better. He says what his parents should have said is, what are you, crazy? You're throwing a bat? You could have hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. So instead of teaching our children responsibility, we're so worried about their self-esteem that we just make them, uh, you know, completely focused on themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, they did a study of people on death row, and they found they had very high self-esteem. That wasn't their problem. They, they lacked a sense of morality. Mm -hmm. So instead of giving our kids a sense of mission, uh, you you are supposed to be doing something in this world and supposed to be giving. We give our children the sense of everything is coming to you and we want you to get and we're always afraid they're going to be offended. You're offended. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, walking on eggshells uh, can come into play with that. Um, you speak to a variety of of groups all over the world, including a lot of schools, and you meet a lot of young people. So from your vantage point, what positive qualities does the next generation of young adults have that we've not seen before? People are people. And I find people live up to your expectations. You find this in education where teachers get into conflicts with, teach, with, with students. They get into yelling matches and sometimes even physical, you think. And I, other teachers never do. Why? Because if you come in with a set of expectations, I expect you to behave this way, people will live up to your expectations. And if I have no expectations of you, people will live up to nothing. So the more that we give our kids a sense of you need to accomplish, you need to do things because you are capable. Mm -hmm. You know, Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment. A lot of people don't like the idea of a judgment day. But inherent in the sense of a judgment day means that I think that you're capable of being judged. Right? Before you have a trial, you have a pre-trial to see if the person is fit to stand trial. God obviously believes you're capable of things in this world. And if we give that message to children, I expect of you, and so you can find this. You see certain kids, you know, certain classes, classes where every teacher has a hard time and one teacher has no problem mm -hmm. because they expect good behavior and they receive it. Oh. Wow, great. I really appreciate uh, ending on a good note that it is possible the future is not bleak. It's great, and our young people are great as well. Thank you, Rabbi David Orlovsky, for speaking with us about the so-called entitled generation. A pleasure. And there are many articles about growing up, including some about millennials on age.com, so check them out. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.